the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. 11.06 on this sunny Friday. Good morning. It's John DePietro. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's Friday, folks, January 8th. That's right. What a week it has been in this new year. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, this portion of the program is brought by Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, Gasoline delivery, plumbing and heating. Call Henry Oil today. Online at HenryOil.com. You can call them at 401-521-0200. Make the switch. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil. Call them today. Excuse me, folks. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Well, right now, it is seven minutes past 11. Good morning. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. And dePietro.com is brought to you by Allstate Lock. You can uh, link right through there at the website. Do you need security cameras? Or maybe you need the locks improved on your home or business. Allstate Lock. Call them today, 401-349-0042. Or check out their website, allstatelock.com. Well, there's a lot of news going on. We're going to bring you the latest. Now, very close to home. Right now, it is 1108 in the Ocean State. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Now, folks, remember, maybe you have friends or family that have enjoyed the program. Call them. Tell them, hey, put on 99.9 FM or put on AM 1380 or maybe put it on in the office. Now, we have some big local news, and we're going to start with very local news. And this is just breaking that Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt has made it clear to the Providence Journal, and she's making it clear to former Mayor of Cumberland Dan McKee and current Lieutenant Governor Apparently, Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt, who was just reelected for another term, but she has made it very clear that she would like to be considered. Um, she would like to be considered to be the next lieutenant governor. Now, what that stems from is she wants to be added to the field potential Rhode Island lieutenant governor candidates. Now, what does that mean? Well, later today at one thirty. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. Today was supposed to be the COVID briefing. There's no COVID briefing today, at least not with Governor Raimondo. There's something online uh, a little bit later with just Dr. Scott. Governor Raimondo, I believe she's already there, is in Wilmington, Delaware. And at 1.30 this afternoon, and we're going to carry it live, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo will be announced as President-elect Biden's nominee to be the Secretary of commerce in the new Biden administration. So Governor Raimondo will be giving up her post as governor of Rhode Island, not right away, at least I don't think so, but she did confirm it last night, and Governor Raimondo is is excited about it. I think politically, I know there are people that maybe they're against her, but politically, it's a very, very good move for her politically. It's a brilliant political move for Governor Mundo. So COVID briefing is later today with just the, um, with Dr. Scott from the Rhode Island Department of Health. Now, here are some questions that I want to answer for you at 10 minutes past 11 on this Friday. Here's a, a very, um, a very easy question. And I think a, a question that um, certainly is a warranted one, is when would all this happen? When would all this happen that Governor Raimondo put out last night, Rhode Island may be small, but our com- economy is mighty on the strength of our small businesses and innovative technologies. As Secretary of Commerce, I will harness that same American ingenuity to create good-paying union jobs, notice she throws them a bone, and build our economy back Better than ever before. Now, so this is a big step for Governor Mundo. 
Secretary of Commerce, folks, you're part of the Biden-elect cabinet. And President Trump last night, I'm going to play the sound. He certainly paved way that he is. um, I, I know there's still some people saying he has not conceded, but President Trump said he's not attending the inauguration. President Trump said there'll be a smooth transition of power. President Trump said there'll be a second term. So I, I know there are still some people out there that are saying that they still think that President Trump is going to get a second term. I'm not going to argue with those that are saying that. We're going to let things bear out over the next. Um, the inauguration is scheduled for a week from Wednesday. So we're going to let that uh, play out like that. Now, for Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, she still needs Senate confirmation. It's not automatic. She would be the Biden nominee. Now, because of Georgia, because the Democrats won the other, you know, on uh, the Tuesday with the two Senate seats, the Democrats will now control all branches of government, House, Senate, and then the White House. As a result of that, it would be much easier to push through a nomination. Now, I'm not convinced that Governor Raimondo would have had a problem with the Republicans with her background. Uh, but that said, um, w- without question, she um, now will uh, – again, though, you don't know. Something could pop up. They will do a vetting. This, the, the Republicans will get a chance to question her. We don't know. I, I would think that because back in the summertime when she was being vetted for vice president, which she was – that something would have shown itself. Uh, but you don't know. Not every nomination is guaranteed. And then sometimes how they handle them. Um, there could be something that we don't know that has just never been uncovered that someone might uncover about the governor, a business dealing of some kind, something that would give them pause. I think there's a lot of um, misinformation out there about the governor that it just she doesn't address and it's just accepted uh, I think there is a lot of misinformation about her and her husband and how they make their money. Those types of things would come out and be vetted if they were true. So now, when would uh, when would Governor Raimondo, when would she go for Senate conf- confirmation to be secretary for Secretary of Commerce? Now, it's a big job. 50,000 people work for the Secretary of Commerce. So uh, make no mistake about it. And I recognize there are people that are not fans of the governor, but she is a very, um, you know, Governor Raimondo is a shrewd politician. And she's made very, very good choices to get herself in this situation. And on top of that, I, I think it is unprecedented. I think I saw, you know, this has never happened where someone, a governor from Rhode Island has um, been tapped to lead. I, I know I've been reading so much about it. But um, there'd be nothing about that. So now, but from what I understand, this would not happen until March. So I have no reason to believe. Now, we could find out something different, but I haven't seen anything about her resigning. I haven't seen anything about Governor Raimondo as a result of this, that she would resign as governor to become Secretary of Commerce. So this uh, the situation with Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, And you think about it, they're not a ticket, but he becomes the governor. And then the way it is in Rhode Island is he would actually get to select who would be the next lieutenant governor. Now, some of the early names that were tossed out, some of the early names that were tossed out were former or Senator Lou De Palma. And I know the the um, the former the mayor of Central Falls that just left, James Deosa. Those are two names that popped out. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, soon to be Governor McKee, I believe that he will feel pressure to name a female as Lieutenant Governor. I put that out. Now there's suddenly there are people jumping in on that, including Winsocket Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt has signaled she'd be very interested in becoming the Lieutenant Governor. She also um, was up at the State House, so she could have some support and friends there. But today, Governor Raimondo will join President-elect Joe Biden. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and other, this other um, incoming administration and economic team at a news conference, 130, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And so Dr. Scott is instead going to do a, a coronavirus briefing at 3 o'clock. And that's just going to be in Zoom. They're not going to, um, you know, do it 
anything at the, the Veterans Auditorium the way it's, it's normally done. Now, Biden offering Raimondo a cabinet position, despite the fact she did endorse his rival, Mike Bloomberg, but obviously that has been, you know, worked out. Uh, Commerce currently headed by Wilbur Ross, responsible for promoting economic development for businesses and Americans, both domestically and abroad. Raimondo would be responsible for overseeing international trade agreements, along with providing both government and the private sector with trade insight that could help improve the overall economy. Uh, This obviously comes at a difficult time. We're in a trade war with China right now. Department also oversees the U.S. Census Bureau, which is right now working on determining whether or not Rhode Island gets to keep two seats in Congress. As of 2018, Commerce employs 46,500 employees located in all 50 states, U.S. territories, and 86 countries. In a recent interview, Nasheed bristled about being nominated for that. Uh, but she, and I also want to be very clear, Governor Raimondo never said, right now it's 1117, folks, good morning, it's John DiPietro. Governor Gina Raimondo never said that she would not take a position within the Biden administration. When there was a lot of rumor about her for health and human services, she said, and it was worded carefully, she chose her words very carefully, she said, I will not be Joe Biden's nominee for health and human services. And that was accurate. She wasn't. That went to the person from California. So she did say to me, I feel a tremendous obligation to the people of Rhode Island. However, I think we're going to hear from her that she feels that she could, in fact, help Rhode Island more, which she could, as Commerce Secretary. So now a couple other news. This is from Channel 12. McKee would also appoint his own successor as Lieutenant Governor. Uh, James Diosa, who left office as Central Falls Mayor, is one name that's been floated. Johnson Mayor Joe Policina told Channel 12 Lieutenant Governor recently reached out, asked him to serve in a transition team if Raimondo went to Washington. Donna Nesselbush, Pawtucket Municipal Court Judge, former state senator, also said she's very interested in the job. North Providence Mayor Charlie Lombardi said he would think about it if asked. Um... I, I, Raimondo would be the first Rhode Islander to serve in a presidential cabinet since the Carter administration when former Textron executive G. William Miller served as Treasury Secretary. The last politician from Rhode Island to serve in the cabinet was J. Howard McGrath, whose time as President Truman's Attorney General ended in scandal. The late John Chafee also served as President Nixon's Navy Secretary, sub-cabinet position by that point. So, um, let's see. McGrath's appointment turned out to be a disaster. Uh, let's see. Now, Steve Fryer said just a month ago, Governor Mundo stated she wasn't joining the cabinet because she felt a massive obligation to the people of Rhode Island. Second, Biden is choosing Raimondo's Commerce Secretary, although she's the governor of state that was ranked by CNBC as being the worst in the nation for business. But most people were obviously praising her. Now, all of that is true. However, she um, she did not say she wasn't joining it because she built a massive obligation to the people of Rhode Island. I was actually the one, John DePietro, that asked her, don't you feel a larger obligation to serve the people of the country? You have the president of the United States asking you. And you're turning it down. And then she said, I feel a massive obligation to serve the people of Rhode Island. So that's what happened. That is the quote. I know Steve Fryas. I respect Steve Fryas. But if we want to keep this, words are important. Words matter. I don't think it's going to be uh, any of those people. I don't think it's going to be that state senator, Lou DePama. Now, the only thing is he is from Middletown. And McKee, uh, the problem that I already see for Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Bell Delihunt is do you really want to have – a situation, if you're Dan McKee, um, do you really want to have a situation where you're the former mayor of Cumberland and now you're picking the mayor of Woonsocket to be your lieutenant governor? I just think he might want to, this ain't small, might want to spread it out a little bit more. Donna Nesselbush, Pawtucket Municipal Court Judge, former state senator. That would be an interesting choice. Um, she said she's very interested in the job. She would also have some friends at the state house lobbying for her. I think he will choose a woman. Now, unless I know he's very tight with the mayor, former mayor of Central Falls, James Diosa. And if you're McKee, I believe Diosa was pivotal 
to help him within the Latino community with Latino voters. So um, I don't know that much about Lou De Palma, but a white male right now, folks, I'm just saying 2021, a white male chooses another white man. I'm not convinced we're going to see that happen. So that is big. And we're going to carry it. Um, I think I've. Um, and let me tell you about Governor Orlando, folks. She is 6-0. and She has made very good presidential, excuse me, very good political choices. She picked the general treasurer's office to run for, and she won. <coughs> excuse me. As I've told many of you, she is 6-0. and The name of the game in politics, the name of the game in politics is winning. If you don't win... You know, what's going to happen this weekend with the NFL playoffs? It's win or go home. Many times in politics, I know Bruce Sundland ran three times, third time was the charm for governor. Alan Crace, Mayor Alan Fung, he ran for mayor and lost one time, and he's run for governor twice and lost. So, but Governor Mundo ran for governor and general treasurer in 2010, won. 2014, she won that contentious Democrat primary against Angel Tavares and Clay Pell. She won. Then in November, she won. The governor's race, 2014. In uh, the fall, September of 2018, she beat Matt Brown in that primary, 4-0. Uh, that November, she beat Mayor Fung again, 5-0. And then she was elected to be the Democrat Governor's Association chairperson for that year, 6-0. She is 6-0 when she runs for office. So when would she go for Washington? When would Governor Raimondo go? Well, the timing isn't clear. He's not being sworn in until the 20th. Raimondo wouldn't technically become Commerce Secretary until confirmed by the Senate. Process could take several weeks, meaning she'll have some time to work with the next governor transition plan. Now, folks, we don't know. It could be that then everyone feels they're going to approve her, and then maybe she steps down earlier and there's some kind of transition. I don't know. That part remains an unknown, and I think will play itself out into February. Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, though, will become the governor. Who takes over as lieutenant governor? He gets to pick it. Unless I know the the state house, they were working on legislation uh, to try to have that the general assembly picks it, but they apparently didn't do it in time. So it is a little odd that uh, McKee just gets to pick. Okay, you get to be my lieutenant governor. It did happen in 1998. At the time, Lieutenant Governor Wagan, if you remember, Lieutenant Governor Wagan, he went to Congress. He was elected to Congress. In the second district, <clears throat> he then um, he was in the second district, and then Governor Allman got to a point. Bernie Jack Voney is the lieutenant governor, uh, or that was actually in '96. Excuse me, in '96, because then uh, Wagan ran and took over. Reed Reed was the congressperson in second district. Reed then went to the Senate, right? Because then Clay Pell left. And then Bernie Jack Voney was got to be lieutenant governor for two years. And then he lost to Charlie Fogarty in November of 1998. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Friday, and it is a big day, without question. Uh, this is a big day. This is big news. With This certainly doesn't happen all the time. Um, but uh, th- on this Friday, this portion of the program is brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Preferred Towing. They, Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Call Preferred Towing today, 401 401- 725-8500. Now also, preferred towing and recovery. They also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and the 70s. Maybe you have one that's been sitting in your garage. Call for a fear offer today. Get some cash. 401-725-8500 or online preferredrecovery.com as well as on Facebook. Now, what is the latest with President Trump? So folks, that's just it. Right now at 1125 it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, repeat, there is no Governor Mundo press briefing today. Instead, it's very dramatic as far as she is in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, with President-elect Biden. And instead, Governor Mundo 
is set to be named the Commerce Secretary. And by the way, I've been writing about this on the website, depetro.com. You can read all about it, depetro.com, which is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. So uh, the governor will be in Delaware, and we're going to carry that coming up. Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee will become the next governor of Rhode Island at some point. But let's get to the national story. President Trump, his big announcement and speaking out last night. Let's hear that. Addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engage in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election and emotions are high. But now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Now, folks, again, right now at 1129, that was President Trump. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, the thing about that is, folks, if we really want to be fair, you know, some of the people that are trying to um, defend the president, and I think rightfully so, uh, you know, this isn't helpful, like with Biden yesterday, with what he said about the protesters. And let's hear some of that. Protesting yesterday. There wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been treated very, very differently than the mob of thugs that stormed the Capitol. One can tell me. You know, that is completely false. And Kamala Harris was saying some of the same things yesterday. Upon which America's democracy rests. As sacred as a civic value can be. Is fidelity to the rule of law. In times of stability, that principle can seem abstract, like something out of a legal textbook that isn't relevant to our daily lives. But in times of upheaval, we come to realize, to appreciate, just how vital the rule of law truly is. What we saw yesterday in our nation's capital was as the president-elect has called it, an assault on the rule of law. And it has no place in our democracy. 
So I believe we must ask ourselves two questions about what happened yesterday. What went wrong and how do we make it right? And I believe the answers require us to recognize that the challenge we're facing in our country is about more than the actions of the few we watched yesterday. It's about how to reform, how to transform a justice system that does not work equally for all. What? A justice system that is experienced differently depending on whether you're white or black. That is false. A justice system that is experienced differently if you're rich or poor. That is not true. A justice system that's different depending on whether your job requires you to take a shower before you go to work or requires you to take a shower when you come home after work. You know, this is someone who was in power, obviously, senator from California. Folks, that is Kamala Harris. And to make all these accusations, this whole business, if they had been different, what did we just watch all summer? Can you only imagine if the unarmed protester was shot and killed? Can you imagine um, if she had been a person of color and if that had been a different type of protest? Let's not forget this past summer. You never heard domestic terrorism this past summer. Let me play some of that. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. That in a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis, they are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's... You know, no organization is perfect. There is some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property. But these are not reasonable times. Thank goodness for the looters, man. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statues. One of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that oh, this is some something that has not never happened before, and then this is so terrible, and where are we, and these savages, and all of that. This is how this country was started. People get mad, and people get sick of it. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your president. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. <laughs> you know, again, um, look at how good after, uh, excuse me, good morning, folks. Right now, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, the, look at the attitude that you heard all summer long and why it was tolerated, why it was okay. I'll tell you why. And I know we're supposed to be condemning what happened, right? We're supposed to. And I hate hearing about the loss of life. But I, they underestimate just how fed up people are. As I've told you, people are fed up. People are tired of it. You know, look just in, in Rhode Island. As far as Cicilline and Langevin, they don't do anything. They don't do anything to help anyone. <coughs> they were up there. So many people, many of the protesters, that was their first time. They couldn't believe it. it looked like an art museum in Congress. There wasn't, I don't go along with the violence that was done. I think it's terrible that there was loss of life. But how many lives have been lost? How many careers and businesses have been destroyed because of these actions of the type of people that supposedly are there to represent us right now? And they do a lousy job of representing. And what's going on right now? They are trying to impeach the president. They want to remove the president. Let's just be real. The, the real story is they are absolutely terrified um, that the President Trump is going to run again. 
So now I'm seeing some video right now. Horrifying video shows Capitol Cop getting crushed by Trump supporters. So now this type of stuff that went on shows a bloody police officer screaming for help as he's crushed by protesters inside the Capitol building. The young officer appears to be a member, is pinned between a riot shield and a metal door. Bleeding from the mouth, he cries out in pain and screams, help. Disturbing footage was taken shortly after dozens of frenzied Trump supporters stormed an entrance to the west side, snatched a police riot shield, and used batons to whack the line. They were taking their batons from them. Video shows police shooting pepper spray at the mob. Crowd then bands together to push back against the obvious riot shields while screaming, heave ho. <clears throat> the angry throng. Um, so, I, I mean, and this business that five people were, that, that's just true. Five people were killed. That That is not true. One of the people just had like a, a medical emergency. So this became a very violent confrontation where the mob was was pushing through. And it is difficult to to look at but but they're they're still not acknowledging what happened and why people are so upset and why people why you feel like they're not even listening to you and they're not listening to you by the way i mean i think we can all say that confidently right i mean they they don't listen is there anyone listening right now where you feel boy that congressman david sisley he's always right on the ball he wants to make sure that he represents. Absolutely not. And that's why, you know, I like that uh, Ainsley Earhart, who she's been saying there are 75 million people voted for President Trump and they're scared. They're worried and they're not being listened to. The views are heartbreaking. Their candidate didn't win. You know, there are 75 million people that voted for President Trump and they're scared. They're worried about what the future of this country looks like. Many of them. They're confused. They are. They're confused. They're heartbroken that their candidate didn't win and they don't want to be forgotten. And Tucker Carlson really hit hit home with this last night. Listen. I want to, um, let me find um, Tucker from last night because he's not wrong. And I agree with him. And and I know the media, they don't even want to try to understand you. They don't. They want everybody to just go away and it should all just be condemned and using things like domestic terrorists and everything else. Um, it was a political protest. Let me hear a little bit of this is uh, Tucker from last night. The Trump protest at the Capitol yesterday is already being used as a pretext for an unprecedented crackdown on civil liberties. Just in the last several hours, we have heard people in positions of power and authority demand that those who support Donald Trump should no longer be allowed to publish books or use the Internet or fly on airplanes. Driving cars, holding jobs, staying in hotels, those will certainly be next. And we're barely exaggerating. In fact, we're predicting it. To justify mind-bending, terrifyingly un-American demands like these, they are, as usual, relying on lies and hysteria. What happened yesterday telling us wasn't simply that a political protest got out of hand after the president recklessly encouraged it. That is, in fact, what happened. But it's not what they're saying. Instead, they're calling it domestic terrorism. CNN describes it as an insurrection. Chuck Schumer likened it to Pearl Harbor. It was really our generation's 9-11. And needs to say it was white supremacy. Today, today in just one small but revealing example, the Berkshire School in Massachusetts, a boarding school that costs $64,000 a year to attend, sent a letter to parents describing what happened yesterday as, quote, these acts of violence and racism. Now, if you're a literal person tied to outdated Western notions of linear thought and fact, that might confuse you. Racism? Whatever you thought about what happened yesterday, what was racist about it? Well, nothing, of course. There was nothing racist about it. The Berkshire School is lying. So is everyone else on the left. Why are they doing that? Simple. They know that if they keep saying it, history will record it as true. Yep. They understand, in other words, the power of language, and that's why they try to control language. They know that words have consequences. This is scary. In the face of it, the party that should be stepping in to stop it, to push back, to tell the truth. Truth is the Republican Party, and they're not. I mean, that's what's really going on. Now, Tucker also had on one of the um, people that were inside. By the way, that was he. He's been. Um, he was right. Uh, he was right on the money with it. Uh, Tucker was. Um, 
I, I, it continues a little bit more. I want to play this again, folks. Good morning. It's John DePietro. The main problem, and this really is the main problem, on the right anyway, the people who run the Republican Party don't really like their own voters. Right. And they especially don't want the voters that Trump brought. Trump brought the party's ranks noticeably downscale, from the country club to the trailer park, as they often sneer. Yep. And this horrifies them. Many Republicans in Washington despise the people they're supposed to represent and protect. And by the way, it's not just Republican leaders who feel this way. It's our entire leadership class. It's everyone in charge. You rarely hear it spoken out loud. This is the truth. A very specific form of intra-white loathing is at the core of the reaction to Donald Trump. Here's what it is. Nothing is more repulsive to socially anxious white professionals than working class people who look like them. Proles are their single greatest fear. They remind them of where they may have come from or where they could be going if things turn south. So if you want to understand the hatred, the real hatred, not just disagreement, but gut level loathing and fear of Trump in, say, New York or Washington or L.A., you've got to understand that first. It's not really Trump. It's his voters. The new money class despises them. Trump didn't despise them, and that really was his secret in the end. He didn't have much in some ways, but Donald Trump did not judge his own voters. In real life, Trump actually ate McDonald's. That's true, and they knew it was true, and they were very grateful for it. And you'd be grateful for it, too, if everyone else hated you. Pretty soon, like 13 days from now, these voters, tens of millions of them, will not have Donald Trump to protect them. They won't have anyone. Unless the Republican Party decides to wake up and push back against the lies in progress and acknowledge the purpose of those lies, which is an unprecedented crackdown on the way you live, you will have no chance either. Miranda Devine is a columnist for the New York Post. And you know, that is, and again, folks, uh, this was Tucker Carlson last night. I know he calls it Tucker Carlson tonight, but he, he is right on the money. And you saw it. Good morning, everyone, 1143. Folks, I, I'll even say you saw it locally in Rhode Island. Where, how many times, I, I think sometimes people can read, and again, good after, uh, good morning everyone, it's 1143, it's Friday, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at the website dePietro.com. In Rhode Island, uh, <clears throat> behind the scenes, I would complain and I would go to these Trump rallies and there was no one there, no one there from the Republican Party, no one there, a couple of times uh, let's see, Jerry Zarella was at one event. He was with the, you know, he was a Trump uh, Rhode Island person that went. And then when they had the rally at the State House, I think Doreen Costa, who was, but I'm not talking about Doreen Costa and Jerry Zarella. I'm talking about more the people behind the scenes in the Rhode Island Republican Party. They would never really embrace the president. They certainly wouldn't go to a Rocky Point You've heard me have on um, this woman, Laura, that just came out of nowhere and started organizing things and uh, organizing events. And they would not reach out and embrace a lot of the Trump voters. And that's really what Tucker Carlson is saying. And he is, I, I can't believe how, I mean, it's completely accurate. Uh, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1144 on this Friday. Now, again, the big news today is, boy, there's still a lot of fallout with President Trump. But then Governor Amundo is going to be with President-elect Joe Biden in Delaware at 1.30. Governor Amundo, it's going to be big, you know, carry, big national press conference where she will be named his nominee for Commerce Secretary. We're going to bring it to this portion of the program. is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies, Firearms, Ammunition, Accessories. Stop in and see them, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call them at 401 401- 727-1716-401-727-1716, competition, shooting supplies. Now, I want to go back to, there are so many people saying, you, if you want to email me, go to the website, dipetro.com. They're saying, John, the president did not concede last night. Let's hear it again. This was President Trump. He uh, made this video and issued it last night. Let's hear it again. And there are people saying he did not concede the election. Let's hear it. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. 
the demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engage in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election and emotions are high, but now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. All right, now, folks, that was President Trump last night. Again, good morning. It's John DePietro. What a first week of this new year that has been. Really, really incredible. This portion of the program, folks. Now, again, just a reminder, coming up at 1.30, there is no uh, Governor Mundo press briefing today at Veterans Auditorium regarding the virus. And it's not your imagination. <coughs> Excuse me. We last saw the governor on Wednesday, December 23rd. She didn't have one between Christmas and New Year's. But today, Governor Mundo, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, at 1.30 will be in Wilmington, Delaware, where uh, President-elect Joe Biden will name her to be his nominee for Commerce Secretary. By, by the way, also, how about Boston Mayor Marty Walsh will apparently be named Labor Secretary. So now it is interesting to me, Governor Mundo went out of her way to talk about creating union jobs, which I can only imagine how that is um Interpreted by, I will harness America to create good paying union jobs and build our economy. Now, the business, private business sector must be like, what are you talking about? Good paying union jobs. But, um, but folks, just a reminder if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. West Fountain Auto Body, the original, the best. It's West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Since 1927, remember, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. So if someone damaged your vehicle, I am encouraging you to call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. I, you can email me. Go to the website, depetro.com. You just click on Contact John. Uh, here's some email. Hello, John. I cannot believe that after, even after two days what happened in Washington actually happened. Agree with me or not, I'm glad the president did not get reelected. Um. He did many great things over the past four years, but that will be his legacy, January 6th. He stands no chance of re-election in 2024. Uh, 
this, and I agree though with, I'm going to respectfully disagree with the uh, Larry who emails me quite often. I I agree with Tucker Carlson that I I think it was a political protest that just got away from them. It was a political protest that got uh, out of control. And you, you didn't, you didn't hear things um, this past summer. You know, the, the protesters, Black Lives Matter and Antifa and defund the police, you, you never heard them talk about in any way uh, referred to as domestic terrorists. What do you call the people that were at Federal Hill where you couldn't even go to Federal Hill? What do you call that? That's a form of domestic, right? They destroyed the businesses there. And on top of that, apparently you have Antifa members who are admitting they did a lot of the vandalism. See, a lot of them, though, the reason they are members of Antifa, let me say this, is they are anti-government. As someone that has interacted with them, I have fought with them, I have uh, received threats from them. Um, <clears throat> they are really, first and foremost, just anti-government. So it did make sense for them to be there. Now, I thought Laura Ingram was last night. This is what Laura Ingram said about President Trump and, uh, and Joe Biden. President Trump's message of unity tonight was pitch perfect, though I wish it had come yesterday, of course. Faith in our electoral system now needs to be restored and calm must prevail. Now it's time to take the next steps, besides praying and loving each other more. Invite Joe Biden to the White House and attend the inauguration. If Biden declines to meet with President Trump, well, that's fine. That's his decision. But make the offer. Following tradition and protocol is always the right thing to do. The country will be better off because of it. Now, President, Trump's President, of unity President Trump has already said, folks, right now at 1153, he's not going to attend the inauguration. President Trump has already said he will not be attending the inauguration. Now, I'm seeing a statement from Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. Uh, Governor Raimondo and I spoke yesterday. I congratulated her. This is from Lieutenant Governor, former Mayor of Cumberland, Dan McKee. Governor Raimondo and I spoke yesterday. I congratulate her. Nomination, serve as Commerce Secretary. Productive call. We discussed the importance of a smooth transition. Crucially, our state's COVID response will not be impacted. Governor Raimondo, I agree. It's the best interest for Rhode Island. The team leading our state COVID response remains in place throughout the pandemic. Nothing is more important than the success of our state. In the coming days, we'll be working closely, plan a smooth transition, prioritize the needs of Rhode Islanders, lifelong Rhode Islander, family is owned and operated small business. Uh, I love our state, and I'm honored by the opportunity to serve the public as governor during this critical moment. I thank Governor Mundo for her leadership and service to Rhode Island. So that is Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. Now, on top of that, um, <clears throat> let's see, Trump rioters wanted to fine and hang Mike Pence. You know, that, that comes from the Q, the Q stuff. That was General Flynn. That was Linwood and General Flynn that were putting that out, folks. I told you about that. I said that. Trump rioters wanted to fine and hang Mike. That's why there's a noose outside. It had nothing to do with race. The reason they were there was they intended to find and execute Vice President Mike Pence, and that is because of Linwood. Sidney Powell and General Mike Flynn. Three different rioters at the Capitol said they hoped to find Pence and execute him. They wanted to hang him from a Capitol Hill tree as a traitor. And that is because of those individuals. It was a common line being repeated. Many more were just talking about how the VP should be executed. A Twitter later uh, user later responded to the report showed sharing a video of rioters chanting, hang Mike Pence. Now, I didn't hear about that. They came up with a catchy phrase. I have not heard this yet. Now, that is absolutely disgraceful. That is disgraceful, folks. That is because of Linwood, attorney Linwood and General Flynn and Sidney Powell. Absolutely horrific. Terrible. Terrible. That is just lunacy. 
Some of the Trump fanatics constructed a gallows near the Capitol reflecting pool. Another of them fashioned a crude noose from stolen cable cameras and hung it from a tree. I mean, terrible. That whole, but that, that started from them. They were the one of the ones saying it. That's where that came from. Was there a plan to take hostages? This man has police-style zip-tie handcuffs and mace. I am telling you, this is QAnon, and I know there are many people that are fans of that. That's where I get off. That's absolutely where I get off. I do not go along with any of that, and I said that. Absolutely insanity. You've got to be kidding me. But, you know, they um, were all on board with that. And, and Lynn Wood was leading it until that's why the guy got banned from Twitter. Uh, let's see. Miami Herald in Trump's home state of Florida, where he played kingmaker tilted Republicans largely believe his influence will hold as long as he wants to keep it. Well, and it does. But next hour, folks, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the whole situation with um, with what's happening today, which is very dramatic. So uh, very, very dramatic with what's going to happen. Also, Hall of Fame manager, L.A. Dodger manager Tommy Lasorda has died at age 93. So that is sad. Hall of Fame manager Tommy Lasorda has passed away at the age of 93. The iconic manager of the Dodgers. But more on on exactly, uh, I'm going to explain a little bit why um, this was not race. Why? I'm just seeing, you know, boy, they're really trying to make this about race. The Black Lives Matter protests in Washington faced with Rose. That's because they burned down the church. They burned down the church and they were going to do it again and they were ripping down monuments. That's why. Uh, this is to uh, Ramundo to remain Rhode Island governor until Senate confirmation. Governor Mundo remained in office throughout the confirmation process. Many questions remain. Audrey Locust, the governor will continue through the confirmation pro- uh, process. So that means until into March. Uh, nomination goes to the Commerce Committee, which has at least one of the nomination on its list. Biden's nomination of Mayor Pete as Transportation Secretary. So it's unknown, but that is um, new. That, um, let's see, she will remain governor until mid-March. Mid-March. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, coming up, folks, it's 11.58. It's the John DePietro Show. We are going to uh, get an update with the 12 o'clock news. And she's not going to step down before she's confirmed, which is the good move. So I was right about that as well. Folks, if you listen, I have been right about this. Um, uh, Let's see. I want to just see. We're going to have the 1 o'clock news and then, excuse me, the 12 o'clock news. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. And then coming up at 1.30, we're going to carry. It'll be Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is going to be with Vice President Biden in Delaware, where he will officially nominate her as his commerce secretary. So it's a very eventful day. Uh, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now it's 1159. We're about to break for the 12 o'clock news. And then on the other side, we're going until 2 o'clock. And then at at at, um, at 130 will be Governor Mundo and Vice President Joe Biden. And don't forget, the other big news, uh, Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Bell Hunt has said she's interested in being Lieutenant Governor. Right now, it's 12 o'clock.